Welcome to the Black Church Leadership Podcast. I'm your producer Billy Ryan, and I'm thrilled to introduce our host Apostle Martin Wilson. Apostle Wilson has dedicated the last 30 years of his life to the subject of leadership and now seeks to help empowering individuals so that they can be the best versions of themselves. In this podcast, we'll explore the challenges and triumphs faced by Black Church leaders today. Apostle Wilson will share his wisdom on effective leadership strategies and navigating societal issues that impact our congregations. Without further ado, let's go to our podcast already in progress. Coming on, let's get let's get into this, and we're going to talk about remaining teachable. Remaining teachable. I think that is something that every one of us can uh, relate to. Uh, if if I could be honest, there's been times uh, in when I started in ministry that I felt as if I knew all that I needed to know and that no one could teach me anything. And that's a very dangerous place to be, especially as a leader. Your leadership ability is the lead. You cannot go any higher than your leadership ability. So it's so important that you're constantly developing yourself and remaining teachable. That's a quote by John Wooden, which is the famous uh, UCLA basketball coach. It says, um, it is what you learn after you think that you know it all that matters. It's what you learn after you think you know it all. That's what really matters. And and if you're you're really good at something, if you really feel that you're good at something, because you admit as a lot of people feel like they're good at something and they're really not. But if you feel like that you're good at something, uh, it can be hard to keep learning and being teachable. Uh, isn't just about being smart, but it's about having the right attitude. A lot of people are smart. A lot of people are intelligent, but uh, it's not just about being smart. It's about being at that place where you can remain teachable and not only remain teachable. One of the one of the hardest things for me was coming out of the Baptist church was to get to that place that I was willing to unlearn some of the things that I thought that were good for me. So it's important. Part of that, that learning process is being willing to forget some of the things that you learn that will really wrong and that, that aren't working anymore. Some things were wrong. Some things aren't working anymore. And that can be a challenge. And when God um, has charged you with leading other people, you need to keep learning so that you can stay up to date. You got to stay up to date with what God is doing and and the and the fresh things that God is doing in this moment. God bless you, Pastor. How are you, man? God, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being with us. So many, many pastors, and, and I talk with a lot of pastors, many pastors um, used to think that traditional methods like door-to-door evangelism are uh, a printed advertising was enough for a church to really connect with a community. Uh, but now we're in a digital age. We're, 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 in, a, we're in a society uh, of networking and we have to become more like the culture that we're in. Churches need to adapt. And when we're not willing to adapt our methods and so that we can grow, then we begin to use, we could begin to lose an entire generation. There's a whole generation of people that we're going to use, to lose. And pastors who don't learn to embrace new methods, if you're not willing to embrace new methods, 
you may be in trouble with connecting with this next generation and being able to really grow your church. What happens? John Maxwell asked the question, what if you stop learning? What happens when you stop learning? John Maxwell, he once said, if you stop learning, you stop leading. If you stop learning, you're going to eventually stop leading because people that want to grow are not going to stay with leaders that are not developing and growing themselves. So so if you cease to learn, those who look up to you for guidance and they're looking for you to help them to grow, they're eventually going to leave you behind. They're going to outgrow you. And I know I know we got some people that say, oh, yeah, and I'm not learning anything. But it's it's because you don't want to learn anything. You're, 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 you've got a wall up. And so it's not that the teaching is not there. It's not that the opportunities to learn is not there. But you don't want to learn. But then there are there are situations where pastors stop growing and people can look at your message and say, oh, he preached that last year. The new title, same message. And those people will outgrow you. The Bible says in John 13 and 6, it says the student is not greater than the master. The student is not greater than the master. And what that verse is teaching, it teaches that that the student is to be humble and to have respect towards the teachers or the mentor. But it also teaches the teacher and the mentor that you have to keep growing. It's difficult to give honor and respect to leaders that have stopped developing themselves. It's hard. It's hard for me to keep giving honor and respect to leaders that have stopped developing themselves and their understanding of God and leadership is 1980. If you're a pastor and you've stopped growing, if if you if you're a pastor, you're a leader and you have stopped growing, they may be they, there's going to come a time where you're not going to be relative anymore. You you're, you're going to find it hard to connect with people anymore. Your, your church may begin to struggle to grow because everyone else is moving on. They're doing new things. They're reaching new people. They're helping people in a new way. And also they're going to lose, you're going to lose respect and they're going to lose loyalty among your followers because you're no longer interesting. And not only are you no longer seeming interested Because you're not engaged in growing yourself, you're not going to be engaged in growing them personally or growing them spiritually. Because being a leader means that uh, you're making a positive impact on the lives of the people that are around you. And to have a lasting impact, to be able to have a lasting impact on people, you must be able to guide them. You've got to be able to instruct them and you've got to be able to help them in their personal and spiritual growth. Every time we read the Bible, we should discover something new about ourselves. And this, this, this has to be especially true for those who want to inspire others to follow God. We've got to be able to get into God's word and grab something new out of God's word. We should never be preaching a message this year that we preached years ago. Has got listen. We talked about in in life group on on, to, on tonight 
Uh, we talked about the dew on Mount Hermon and the dew represented the freshness of God. And it talked about the, the oil that ran off of Aaron's head into his beard. Listen, there ought to be a freshness. There ought to be a new anointing that is on your life. And it should never be that you have to result back to preaching something that you've already preached and you're preaching it over and over because you have become stale in the spirit. The Listen, the, uh, the teacher said it to best tonight, Elder Shanta, Pastor Shanta said it. When if the, if the oil is going to run out of the head and down into the beard, it was not a drop. It is a flow. There's gotta be a flow of anointing in your life. And that comes from staying fresh, that comes from staying uh, relevant. That comes from staying in the face of God and, and seeking God for a fresh revelation from him, not just for people, not just so you can preach, but having a fresh word for yourself. God, what are you saying to me? If you don't, the people that are around you, they will become dissatisfied and they will begin to seek guidance and support somewhere else. John Maxwell says people who remain teachable become talent plus people, talent plus people. And what that means is that they continue to grow and they add value to their talent. A lot of people are talented, but I promise the talent that I have today, the talent that I have today could be so much more. And, and, and I'm talking about, uh, my, my, just take, for instance, my playing of the piano. I play piano pretty well. I play pretty well. But it could be so much more if I would have studied, if I would have put more time in to um, develop my, 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 my playing, to get with other great pianists like Pastor Willie, who's on, and learn my talent, I would have added value to my talent. Right now, I only have a talent. And my talent is about to become relevant, especially when you put me in a room with a people that really know how to play. And see, an example of this is highly talented musicians who continue to take lessons. They continue to learn the new styles. And, and by remaining teachable, they're adding value to their existing talent. They're becoming more well-rounded, uh, more versed as a musician. As a preacher, you've got to remain teachable. Stop telling people what you think you know. Because I promise, what you think you know doesn't mean anything if it's not apparent, if it has not yet manifested in your life, the thing that gives me credibility when I talk and when I sit down is because I have manifested some of the things in my life that I've been teaching and preaching a leader. A leadership example, you, you've got to remain teachable as a pastor of a church and, and a bishop over an organization who seeks to mentor and, and to continue to pour into people. you got to learn new business strategies. you got to learn the new technology that's out. Listen, a lot of people talk about AI is going to take over the world. Now, I'm going to tell you what's going to take over the world. People who learn AI are going to take over the world. Got to remain teachable. You got to adapt. You got to change with the conditions so that you can 
keep that uh, competitive edge. And also you've got to set an example for your other leaders behind you to follow so that they can they can continue to commit to their own growth. No, you can't call someone to commit to growing if you're not growing. You've got to remain you've got to remain teachable. Listen. Here's some tips, and I'm almost done. I promise I didn't get on here long. I'm just recording this for my podcast. I hope that you guys are enjoying. Thank you guys for tuning in so much. Here are some tips for remaining teachable. Become open-minded and willing to learn from others, regardless of their age or experience or level. Uh, or, or Their experience level is an essential aspect of remaining teachable. Doesn't matter who it is. Listen, you've got to understand God can use anyone to teach you what needs to be taught. I, I, there's there's a lot of us that have got to that place where certain people, I, I just can't hear certain people. Uh, and why? Why? If, if God can cause a jackass and a rooster to become an evangelist in a moment, God can, he can take that person that you think has nothing to say and he can give them something to say. This re, this means that you got to become receptive to feedback. Don't fight feedback. Don't fight against feedback. When people give you feedback, and it's hard, it's hard because I understand, I understand and we talked about this tonight. You've got to find some people that you trust to give you brutal honesty about your situation. You've got to find people that you respect and that you know are not out to hurt you. And you've got to allow those people to speak into your life. And I promise you, you got to allow them and you got to become comfortable with them pulling the band-aids off of the sores, uh, the, uh, the issues that you have in your life and begin to help you to see the scoreboard. The scoreboard does not lie. No matter what we say, we know what we say we can do when people look at our lives. We got to remain receptive. Got be able to take feedback. Got to be able to take constructive criticism, even if it challenges uh, our existing beliefs and practices. There are some things that we believe about ourselves that may not be true. And you got to find somebody that you trust enough that you're willing to unlearn some of the things that you think that you have learned. I had to do it for myself. I had to learn. I had to recognize that we can we can learn from anyone, regardless of their background, regardless of their level of experience. And I I know we we get we get our degrees. I got degrees on the wall, but I never allow my degree to cause me to look down on anyone, to cause me to think that I'm better than anyone because I know some folk who are anointed and ain't got nobody's degree that can preach rings around me. I know people that are anointed by God that don't have any papers on their wall, all these certificates and 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 and, and things that I have here, they don't have any of that, but their church is outgrowing mine. Let us not get caught up in what we think we know because we've learned some things and have some paper that said we learn it. Let's don't do that. We gotta be remain open-minded so that we can expand our knowledge, expand our skills and grow as individual leaders and ultimately achieve greater success in our personal and professional life. Secondly, you gotta, you gotta seek feedback. You've gotta seek 
feedback. You got to seek constructive criticism, especially if you're going to remain teachable and improve your leadership skills. Now, now if, if you want to improve your leadership skills, then you have to seek out constructive criticism. You got to find somebody that's going to be real with you. You got to be humble enough to accept the feedback as, as a way. It's got to become the food that you eat. You got to eat that, that feedback like it is vitamins. It's going to help you if you can begin to get to that place where you can take that feedback and grow on it. Listen, and the more they afflicted them, the more they grew. That's what the Bible said. That's what you got to take with this constructive feedback. It don't feel good. The, the, the Bible said chastening seemed grievous, but afterward it, it, it yields the peaceable fruits of righteousness. You can become more righteous. You can become more of a a, a leader, more of a man or a woman of God, when you're willing to take that constructive criticism, when you're willing to learn from it, when you're willing to commit to a place of excellence. Listen, when you're in a room where there are people that can teach you something, don't talk so much. No, no, don't talk so much. Ask questions. Don't have so much to say. Don't, don't, Listen, the Bible said that even a fool is counted wise when he's of few words. Sometimes we say too much. And the more that we say, people just learn exactly where we are and we can't see it. But now it's apparent that everyone else where we are, the only way that we can ever identify our blind spots in our own life is to receive feedback and that, that, that provides us with a new perspective. It helps us to gain value and insight into areas where we're falling short. You got to seek that feedback. You got to seek that constructive criticism so that it will help you become a leader. It will help you become more successful in life. Let me give you this last one. You've got to embrace new ideas and methods, even if it challenges you to exit your beliefs and practices that you've learned in the past. You've got, even if you got to get rid of some old belief system, it's important to remember that just because something worked in the past, it does not mean that it's going to continue to work for you in the future. Please understand things never stay the same. So even listen, when people tell me they know something, I want to know, do you know what you know now or do you know what you knew? Because what you knew may not work in the now. He's a very present help. And the enemy tricks us because you can't get the help of God if you're still working on old information. You've got to put in new information. Uh, listen, I've got a brand new Apple computer. This Apple computer runs better than my old Apple that's sitting over here on the floor because it has new data. Listen, preachers, you've got to keep new data. You've got to keep new information that is flowing into your life. you got to connect with people that are going to offer you stimulating conversation. I don't have time to talk about who won the football game. I don't have time to sit around and gossip about who didn't get consecrated, who needs to be consecrated. I don't have time for any of that. I need to sit around and talk with people that are talking my relative language that is consistent with me wanting to grow and wanting to be a influencer in the body of Christ. And this is going to take, this is going to require a willingness to take a risk. 
a willingness to take the risk to be able to hear something that you may not want to hear. It's going to be take. It's going to be a risk to pull you out of your comfort zone to, to get you to that place where it changes your mindset, but it's going to improve you. It's going to make you better. It's going to make you better. Now, like I said, it's not about having doctorate degrees on your wall. Not about having master's degree on your wall. It's not about that. But can you can you become a continuous learner? Listen, get 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 find books, find books. And I'm not talking about something that you could read in a weekend. Find you some books. People don't read books anymore. And if you don't have books, you can you can you can get audibles and listen to it. Find you some books. Find you some things to read. When's the last time you picked up a book other than the Bible to prepare for a Sunday message? If the only time that you pick up a book and the only time that you open the word of God is to prepare for a message, then you have disqualified yourself to call yourself a man or a woman of God that is called of God to prepare people. He called apostles, he called prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. How can you help perfect? I'm a bishop. I'm a bishop. I'm going to get books like this. This book, you can see, it's been used. The Visible Church, it's been used. This book cost me when I first got it. You can get it by God. They're giving it away now. This book, when I bought it, this book was like $175. Why? Because I said I was a bishop, that I need to know what bishops know. I need to understand what bishops understand. If you're not willing to invest in yourself and continuously growing, then you should go somewhere and sit down and stop now. Before you embarrass yourself. You've got to continuously learn. This is a personal investment. By investing in your personal self. Your, your professional self. You're going to stay up to date. You're going to learn the trends. You're going to, you're going to bet the best practices in your field. You're going to have insight. You're going to have perspective that other people don't learn. Like I said, people are saying AI is going to take over. No, AI is not going to take over. But the people who learn AI will take over. I can write you a business proposal in less than an hour. I can write epistemal papers in less than... 30 minutes. Why? Because I've learned how to use the tools that are available to me. I've learned how to program things so that it can give me, give me what I need in a shorter span of time. I can write articles. I can outline an article of what I want and write a, a complete article in less than an hour and have it published and online. Why? Because I've learned how to stay relevant. I am an intro Panor, info panor, info panor, because I want to be able to have information. I heard I I can if you can give me a book, I can probably find the book and give it to you in PDF in less than a few hours. Because I, my ability to want to learn and to find those things, it amazes me. Preachers, you cannot be computer 
illiterate. You cannot, not in this generation. You cannot, you cannot wait for your wife to do it. You cannot wait for your secretary to do it. You've got to know how to get on these computers and do this yourself. Listen, even down to your presentation as a man or woman of God, even down, listen, if you're going to do a podcast, make it look good. This, this is, listen, this is not real. This is not real back here, but at least make it look good. You will not see me doing a podcast looking ghetto. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. I'm going to spend money on the best equipment. Not the very best, but the best equipment for, the, for, for what I need. Stay relevant. Your presentation has to be up to par. You don't, you don't, look, I'm so sick of seeing people doing podcasts with their phone and the phone's down. And not only the phone down, you're eating while you, while you, while you, on, on, no, no. Have some decor. Have some. I don't even know what the word is. Apostle Taylor, uh, 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 Archbishop Taylor. I don't even know what words to use for some of the things that I have seen. And we want to call it excellence. And we want people to still have respect for us. Look for mentors. Look for people that will help you. But don't look for someone to help you. And then you're not open to receive where they're giving to you. Let, let Listen, do you understand that you can take a person's 30 years of experience and it can shave 20 years of trouble, frustration, and struggle off your attempt to do what they're doing? They've been where you've been. They can give you advice. They can give you support. They've already faced the challenges that you have to face. And sometimes we, we wonder why people get tired with us. Because if I've already been down the road and I'm coming back up the road that you're going down and I'm telling you the bridge is out. Hey, man, hey. Don't go down there. The bridge is out. Turn around right here. Oh, no, I'm going to go on, go on down here and see because they might have fixed it since you No, The bridge is out. Do not keep going down this path because you're going to crash. Well, let's just let just, just, just let me go down here and see. And at some point, then the leader says, OK, well, you go right ahead. And then when you go down there and crash, you're mad at the leader because he, you're, because he won't come back down and get you out of what he told you that you were going to experience because he's already experienced it. Ah, uh, Dr. Akeem, this is some good wisdom that needs to be said. I'm listening as well as an elder. I myself have room to grow. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Always stay open. Find people that will speak into your life and will speak truth to power so they can help you to develop, help you to grow, help you to recognize mistakes that you do not have to make. There are some mistakes and there are some failures that you do not have to make if you connect yourself with the right people. The bridge is out, apostle. The bridge is out. When you make mistakes 
We should take responsibility for those mistakes and seek feedback and guidance from other people. Don't act like it's not a big deal when you make a mistake. It's a big deal. Why is it a big deal? Because people's souls are at stake. I am an example and I can't allow myself to keep making mistakes and just hopping over my mistakes like nothing happened when there's other people who are following me. Got to seek feedback. You got to have other people that come into your life. And then most of all, you've got to practice humility. You've got to practice humility. You've got to practice humility. Avoid becoming complacent and overconfident with your own ability. The only reason that I have the College of of Sacred Service, which is a joint college of bishops and those great men of God that, that God is sending to work with us. Why are they coming together? Because they know that Bishop Wilson is not one that's going to say, I know it all. I need you. I need to hear what you have. I need your feedback. I need your understanding. There's something that you know that I do not know that I need to learn for what we're trying to do to be greater. But what I do know, that that I do know, that that Bishop Wilson says that he knows, he knows it. And I will not cast pearls among the swine. I will practice humility. I will never become overconfident in my ability. I've got to remain humble. I've got to remain teachable. I've got to commit myself uh, 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 to, 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 to know that I don't know everything and that there's more critical things that I need to learn. I, I, I won't, I, I, I fight, I fight against becoming overconfident because that, that can prevent me from seeking that feedback when you're overconfident and, 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 and you, you don't want to hear God, St. Louis, I love you, man, down in them islands, man, come get me, take me to the island. And you, you, when you think that you know it all, you, you don't seek feedback. You don't want you. And, and what happens when you don't want feedback, you become stagnant in your leadership. You become stagnant in your personal life. Your marriage becomes stagnant. You, 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 your, your connection with your children, it becomes strained. All those things become, you've got to practice humility. You've got to surround yourself with people who know more, that have experienced more, that have more knowledge, mentors, advisors uh, from all different areas of life that can provide you with valuable insight and perspective on how to help you. Listen, Dr. Uh, uh, Elder St. Louis was one of our ruling elders. He moved back to the islands. But uh, doctor, listen, some of the stuff that you taught me, I'm now putting in place. I am 53 years old because of Elder St. Louis was the first one to speak it. He told me to go get a credit card at age 50. I started thinking about a credit card. He started telling me how to rebuild my credit. Man, my credit, listen, uh, my credit has went up at least 60 points from listening to you and Elder Shamika and Overseer Shamika. So I thank you. I publicly thank you because, listen, I, I could have been arrogant and not listen. Why? But the man got some money. The man got businesses. <sighs> Recognize your mistakes. Recognize your failures. Part of your learning, part of the learning process. 
Remain humble. Take responsibility from your mistakes. Ask for feedback when you make a mistake. In conclusion, be teachable. <laughs> That's the whole lesson tonight. Just remain teachable. You got to remain teachable. You got to stay open. You've got to be willing to adapt to the changing circumstances that's happening all around. If you want to be a successful leader, it's essential that you remain open-minded. You can never become closed-minded thinking that you know, because guess what? It's not what you know that's going to hurt you. It's what you don't know that you think you know that's going to hurt you. Because there are some things that you don't know that you don't even know that are going to be the very things that you're going to need. Listen, this is Coach Martin Wilson. This is Bishop. This is Apostle Martin Wilson. This has been the Black Church Leadership Podcast. And I want to thank you for being with me tonight. Remember, God is the greatest power and you are absolutely, positively not defeated. Until next time, God bless you all. God bless. You have been listening to the Black Church Leadership Podcast with Master Life Coach and NLP Practitioner, Apostle Martin Wilson. This podcast is sponsored by Billy Ryan Life and Executive Coaching and the Ecclesia Ecumenical Leadership and Church Growth Development Network. Executive Producer, Billy Ryan.